0: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All
2: right, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael.
3: Hello, there is currently a very unenticing baseball game on right now that we will talk about later, but uh, the Red Raiders not looking too good in Amarillo tonight against the Sooners. How are you, man? What's going on? I'm
2: just... (laughs) I don't know, this, this spring, man, this spring has gotten to me.
3: What, what, what about it? The fact that we, we live on Mars now, basically? Yeah, there's that. I think, I think fire tornadoes is going to be part of the forecast in the very near future.
2: They're actually like dangerous grass fires in the air. There's two of them. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like they were evacuating yeah, it's, it's people a, in schools. And it's like, it's
3: ridiculous. Yeah, Plainview. Plainview was undergoing evacuations. Rios is undergoing evacuations.
2: Well, so is Leveland. Yeah. There's a fire in Level in today too.
3: Spring best time. Ever. Love you it. Know. No what are you what was what was uh, what was getting you down, man?
2: Well, we're also trying to get ready to move, right? And that's uh, and I I don't I don't disagree with it, but Samantha wants to touch everything and go through everything and it's like Or We pack it up and then like in a year we'll forget about it and we're like, <laughs> We've never gone through that box. Oh, well, we haven't gone through it in a year. Let's throw it away. That's my kind of thing. Um, <laughs> just, just throw it in the truck, whatever. But right now we're going through, we'll we do it later. We have so many totes of boys, like young boys clothes from both of our, our sons that have used them from birth all the way up to the current size for both of them and everything in between. And she wants to go through it. And so I'm like, we're, we're saving some, um, you know, for what we want to keep in case there's another child, another, another boy. Um, and then anything that Hayden is wearing now and up, it's just, we're a lot less picky about what we're keeping. Whereas the clothes that were Hayden and younger and smaller, mm-hmm. we're very selective. Like, no, I don't like that. Or both have worn it. It needs to be retired. Yeah. Anyways, we're going through that. It's, it's and, and, taxing on the brain. Really what what it is, it was the first thing that, because all those clothes were in, like I said, totes in the garage, so we're kind of clearing up and making space in the garage, that as we start packing up things in the house, we'll have a place to put them in the garage, out of the way, because we, we're, you know, we're probably still a couple of weeks away from getting a storage unit to put things out of the house. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we're uh, probably about six weeks out from listing the house, but... Time is flying. Yeah. So.
3: Gets that way when you're trying to do all of it at once.
2: Yeah. You know, because we're moving and we're still trying to figure out is Samantha going to be here in town over the summer to do, you know, her her next round of of internships because she's very close to finishing her degree. Or is she going to take the summer off and postpone her graduation and be with us in Dallas? Or how's that going to work? I did talk to my boss yesterday. Totally on board with me being... You know, in a different part of the state for the summer. I love that. I think she was a lot more accepting of it because when I got her attention and said, "Hey, you, you have a moment to talk," she thought I was quitting. Oh, okay. So, so she's so like, you, "Oh, oh, you, you, you just, you want to keep working for us? You just want to be somewhere? Yeah, you're fine. You're fine." Yeah, that was a good strategy. I mean, I, I, I didn't, I didn't phrase it in any way. I know I you wasn't didn't mean
3: to do it that way, but no. it just kind of worked out. Yeah, yeah that's the were, way to do it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I just, I just, just got to. I was gonna say I, I got a nice raise. It was a merit increase. It was standard, so it wasn't like it was a, a raise, raise. But, anyways, man, what about you? How's this week <laughs> been? Been to McDonald's over there?
3: Oh, you know we're we're doing fine. I I am ready to um, you know I, I ran that five k last Saturday and I have not run since then. So you ready to do it again? I'm, I'm, No, I'm giving myself a break. I'm giving my body a break is what I, is what I tell myself. And during that break, I ate some really good water burger that we'll talk about later as well. Can't wait. I had same, we're going to, we're going to give our opinion on the Southern bacon double. We both had it independently. We have not shared our thoughts with each other. Stay tuned for that in approximately
2: 57 minutes. (laughs) I, I did share my, like a first impression of that sauce and I was like, wait, hold on, stop yeah then you shut it down i was like i don't want to i don't want to to taint your 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 experience because if i've learned anything from big bang theory it's uh when sheldon cooper's like you go with your socks blown off it's like you're not putting your socks back on that's true like pre-blown You're your socks pre-blown it's like anyways i don't want to disrupt your your experience of it because I, I had it first and i was like oh wait
3: yeah, I had an actual picnic setting, too, so I think that affected things slightly. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it.
2: I will also confess, Michael, we had an unplanned meal out on Monday for lunch. I got the chicken version of it.
3: Oh, well, I'm very interested to hear that So because I have a I've, theory about I've, that. I've had it twice. Okay. Okay, so that means you enjoyed the first one enough. Okay, all right. So, that's a little bit of a tease there. That's
2: a tease. Well done. Well done. All right. Speaking of teases, guys, if you're not on Colorcast with us, you need to be. It is a live audio only sports talk platform, free to download and to use. It's where we put our shows first. We are live on there Tuesday nights at nine. And if you're hearing this on a podcast, you're hearing the recording, man. You're hearing a uh, secondhand 23 Personnel. You could be here live. Talk to us, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, live podcasts, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app for free. Create a profile, link to Twitter, join the group. Follow us at 23Personnel. We're going live, like I said, Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. Come with your spiciest takes. Athletic greens. You know... A
3: lot of people take a multivitamin. It's important to choose one that's top quality. And with delicious athletic greens, with just one scoop, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. Plus, it costs less than $3 per day. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu, spring, dirt, tornado moving season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health to make it easy. Athletic greens is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance.
2: All right, Michael, we got baseball to talk about this week midweek series versus Grand Canyon weekend series Kansas State midweek game going on right now in Amarillo versus Oklahoma and then a preview of the Easter weekend series versus TCU so lots of baseball you ready man I am ready let's do it
1: left field well struck as Picks it up on a bounce, he's racing for second, throw! Out in second! Young lifts it to right field, looking for a second home run, and he's got it! into his own bullpen!
2: Perhaps he some time
3: because all the teams are
1: there. Wow, this one launched deep left off the bat of Warren and into the bleachers! There he goes, and the pitch is driven deep to right. First down to the wall, off the top of the fence.
2: listening to that Michael I was reminded that first highlight where the runner is thrown out at second so that Mm -hmm. that, with a Boog Shambi on the call I hate people give their names their nicknames Boog his name has nothing to do with Boog his name is John right is it is it it Boog or Boog either way it's stupid John Shambi anyway anyway that was a a College World Series game versus Florida Jonathan India was the runner was thrown out at second He's uh he's kind of a big deal right now. He was the Cincinnati Reds rookie of the year last year, and it's like one of their best remaining pieces when they sold off basically all the team and got rid of everybody. They kept him. So, anyways, he's currently playing for the Cincinnati Reds at the major league level. But that was him that got thrown out a second. I, I think he's got ridiculous hair too. It. It's stupid.
3: Oh, I that's oh I love that. You know, I celebrate I celebrate all hair ridiculous i bet you or yeah. whatever yeah it's it's very it's very important i i do enjoy the um big fella cameron where, warren yeah cam warren where the big fella's coming here comes the big fella that just because yeah. well, he, he scored from
2: first time. yeah
3: i remember that it's a slow dude he was motoring
2: <laughs> he well and, and it, it helped that he was uh it was a hit and run so he was moving on the pitch he was stealing second which is he wasn't stealing second. he wasn't stealing second let's <laughs> be honest had a. I can't remember who hit that ball. Was that Cody masters that hit that either way, whoever hit, the, if he missed that ball, if he missed that pitch, Warren would have been out by a mile <laughs> at yeah. second base, but that, and then, you know, the batter smoked, it hit off the top of the wall and the right fielder missed it. Cursed out. it was a player for Arkansas. That's the game that was in. Um, so that ball got away, rolled around a little bit. Allowed him to get all the way to third. Anyways, let's go back to a week ago. We talked about it. The game was going on as we were on the air on ColorCast. But in a recording last week, Grand Canyon, the first of two games in Phoenix versus the Lopes, the Mighty Antelopes of Grand Canyon. Tech Tech ends up dropping that game 9-4. to four where you were only able to scatter single runs in the first, third, fifth, and ninth innings. And Grand Canyon was able to put up three runs in an inning twice, three in the first, one in the third, one in the fifth, one in the seventh, three more in the eighth. I don't know what their deal was for even number innings, but nothing happened in the second, fourth, sixth. They barely scored. Well, I say barely. Grand Canyon... Of those, you know, two, four, six, eight, eight of those half innings of even innings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Only one of them had any kind of run scored. And it was the bottom of the eighth either way. Really interesting broadcast from that stadium, at least on, on Tuesday night with the, the sunset playing weird, like weird lighting, the outfield looked like it was in pitch darkness. Um, Anyways, strange game. Uh, Chase Hampton gets the start and takes the loss on Tuesday. Um, Easton Morrell, my goodness, he's again pulled off one of those game-opening home runs. Lead-off home runs, that's what they're called. Um, But Chase Hampton goes three innings, gives up four runs, all earned on five hits, one walk, only two strikeouts. Jamie Hitt comes in for three innings. Derek Bridges, Brandon Beckel, close it out on the on the game. They give up a combined ten hits, nine runs, only seven earned. Um, whereas for Grand Canyon, they had five pitchers go. Their starter went four innings, uh, six hits, three runs, five walks, but you were only able to score three. This was another instance where Texas Tech really struggled. To hit with runners on and especially in scoring position. I think Jamie said at one point they were like one of eleven with runners in scoring position, or maybe it was even worse, like oh, one, one of eleven with runners on third. Um I, I it's 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 been a week since since that's happened, but you lose the first game. Yeah. Grand Canyon's not a bad team. Like we we talked about this last week. They were top 35 or 40 in the RPI. Um, and you were on the road, like yeah, you're 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 a better team than they are. Um, midweek games, we mentioned it. They, they they tend to punch up a little bit with their their whack schedule because it is whack. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, is is there a chance like
3: is is there a chance maybe they? Because I don't know the Grand Canyon's bullpen or how their pitching works, but do you think they might kind of? Time some of their better pitchers to start these midweek games, or to, or to well, these midweek games as opposed to like a Sunday starter. You know, maybe we're seeing some Sunday starter.
2: That, that's, I'm, I'm unsure. That's kind of what I was thinking last week. That maybe because of their schedule, they're you know they're they are hands down one of, one of the better teams, it's not the best teams in the WAC. Um that they just don't have the competition in conference. So make, because they do schedule so difficult non-conference games that maybe they're, they're saving some of their arms for midweek games. It it certainly helps because, you know, you get high RPI chances in the midweek and your opportunity to move up. Whereas, you know, weekend guys are just kind of like a a reverse order from what you would normally see, at least with with Texas tech. Um, Mm -hmm. So on Wednesday night, you go back out, uh, Andrew Devine gets the start. He goes three innings, gives up three runs on three hits, two strikeouts, uh, Colin Clark, Austin Becker, Mason Molina, which I thought was interesting because he's usually a weekend starter. Uh, and then Kyle Robinson all get in on the action there. Only Devine and Clark through multiple innings, Becker, Molina, Robinson, all through, through an inning each, um, and then you had guys like uh, Easton Morel went one of two. Cody Masters was a DH for you on Wednesday, went 0 for 4. Jace Young was one for four, but he had a walk. Um, I heard an interesting stat from, uh, from Keith on uh, the Tinger Derby podcast that Jace Young has far more walks than strikeouts. And I believe he only has one multi-strikeout game this season. Mm. And we are 35 games into the season. Well,
3: is he still He's still really high on his on-base percentage, I'd imagine. Oh, yeah. With stats like that. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, Ty Coleman, three for five. Kurt Wilson, one of four. Owen Washburn, over three. Parker Kelly got a couple hits. Sam Hunt. Uh, has been taken over for at center for Dylan Carter past couple weeks. He went one for Trevor Conley, got the start behind the dish and he went over on the night. You end up losing this game eight to seven. However, you put up a fight. You scored one in the first one in the third and then five in the ninth to get you within one run. And the game ended what I, I believe you had runners on, Um, in the ninth. Let me check that real quick. Trevor Conley reached on a throwing error. Easton Morrell singled to the right side. Trevor Conley gets over to second. Cody Masters walks, so you get the bases loaded. Uh, Jace Young reaches on a fielder's choice to first base. Uh, Scoring Conley Ty Coleman doubles to left field, scores two more. Kurt Wilson grounds out for the first out of the inning. Um, But that gets Coleman over to third. Jace Young scores. Washburn flies out to left. Sacrifice, though. Coleman scores. So never mind. The bases had been cleared by that point. But you had, like I said, scored five runs. And then Parker, uh, here's, here's, this was the unfortunate part. Parker Kelly singles, and then he he gets thrown out trying to stretch it to a double.
3: Yeah, I was about to say, he stretched it, and I think that's what cost it. Yeah. And, and that's just so frustrating to be that close. And sure, yeah, you shouldn't be down that much anyway. But um, you know, to really have a good rally going, and then something like that's how you go down. Oh well. But yeah, you would have just
2: tough. You would have had Sam Hunt coming up to bat after Parker Kelly. So yeah, with
3: a. Well, he wouldn't have been in scoring position if no, he would have just stayed at first. <laughs> but if it'd just been faster, that's all.
2: Yeah, of all the things that we, we've complained faster, about bro. with Parker Kelly, like yeah. you know, coming to the season, he's has great defensive third baseman, but he can't hit. I and mean, and and now that he's still really great defensively, and he's picked up the bat, I man, if he was just faster, <laughs> sure. No, we not. Not it's no. It's,
3: <laughs> we're not really saying that, guys.
2: But they come home. Texas tech, tech comes home for a weekend series conference series versus Kansas state going into it. We thought especially last week with the games against Kansas and Kansas state, you had a good chance to sweep at least one, if not both of them, you hope to win at least four games. Texas tech comes in and does get the sweep on the weekend, you get Friday night. Andrew Morris gets the start. He is now four and O on the season. Um, he comes in, like I said, starts the game, goes seven full innings. I think he only threw something like 85 pitches through seven innings, which is just ridiculous. Super effective and efficient. Did give up three runs on three hits, but struck out nine. 73 pitches. seventy-seven innings. <laughs> yeah, there it is. 73 pitches through seven innings. Barely 10 pitches per inning. Um, Derek Bridges comes in, goes an inning, Throws six pitches, and then Trendon Parrish comes in for the save. Gives up two hits, but no runs, two strikeouts um, to shut it down. Griffin Hassall got the start for Kansas State, and then Blake Adams come came in in relief. I mentioned that both of those guys would have been starters. Uh, Hassall goes five and a third, three hits, one run, one strikeout, one walk. Blake Adams goes one and two thirds, five hits, five runs, four of those earned, two walks and two strikeouts. Both of them threw forty-eight pitches apiece, and then Ty Rule comes in for an inning to shut it down for them. Um, but you had done the damage. Hudson White, as much as we talked about how how well he's been doing, went zero for five on that Friday night game versus Kansas State. Uh, Jace Young goes 0 for 4, but no strikeouts. Ty Coleman, 1 for 4. Cole Stilwell, 2 for 4 with the home run. Kurt Wilson, Owen Washburn, both 2 for 3. Parker Kelly, 0 oh for 4. Del- Dalton Porter got the start and left field, went 1 for 3. Sam Hunt, 0 oh for 3. So you didn't have a great night at the plate, but you still ended up scoring six runs. Um, you scored one in the second. Uh, Kansas State scored th- all three of their runs and the sixth. So they got a three, one lead on you. And what we've seen Texas tech struggle to do is respond to innings by other teams. But you came back, they scored three in the sixth. You put up four in the sixth and then one more in the seventh to put it out of reach Saturday. Um, why am I blanking on his name? Brandon Birdsell comes in. Birdsell has been freaking amazing this season. Gets the win five and one on the year so far. Uh Vuletic gets to start out in left field. You've got to... your outfielders have been a little bit more uh rotational. Yes. Uh, and especially since well, I say I say left field left field and center have been a little bit more rotational since Dalton. Uh Dylan Carter's gone out. Owen Washburn's been pretty pretty consistent out there and right. Uh, But Brandon Bertzel comes in, throws 97 pitches through six innings, only gives up one hit, three walks, 12 strikeouts. bertzel has got something like 60 strikeouts on the season. Let's check this out really quickly as I'm clicking through.
3: Yeah, I I like seeing 70. It's nice, it's nice to see a game like this where you see two pitchers. You know, I mean, it always, I never feel like things went well when there's, you know, six pitchers. Yeah. Like he, he, that, that make an appearance on the mound. You know, today, th- this game is like, okay. Bertzel pitched six. Colin Clark came in, pitched the, the last three. They won 14 nothing. That's that. It was just business as usual.
2: Yeah. You gave up only three hits on the night. You did give up five walks, which I think is a little concerning. 13 strikeouts on the night, though, between the two of of your pitchers, Brandon birds like, I was saying 70 strikeouts on the season to only 13 walks. Remember when we were talking about the preview for the Kansas state pitchers, and then they were talking about the three to one or four to one ratio that most of those guys were carrying in terms of strikeouts to walks. birdsell has got it seven to one. Just to put that in perspective. Uh, this is his second game with double digit strikeouts. Remember he had the 15 strikeout game versus rice in six innings. And he had, what was it, Uh, four strikeouts in back-to-back innings, first and second. He had eight strikeouts through the first two innings because of the drop third strike. Um, He hasn't gone past the sixth inning this year, um, but his ERA has now dropped down to 198. Um, He's thrown, you know, I didn't really care. He's had only... 10 runs scored on 26 hits. This is again for the season on Brandon Birdsell. Um You had a much more effective offensive day. You started off with three runs in the bottom of the first, five more in the second, two in the sixth, four in the eighth to blank Kansas state, 14 to nothing on Saturday to get the series win. And then you come out on Sunday with a little bit of concern because Up until this point, you haven't swept a series, and and you felt like you know Texas would have been a tall task to to sweep them. Kansas was certainly within realm, and you did not play well on either of those Sundays. Uh, But it comes out, Kansas State gets the lead on you. Uh, In fact, gets up to a three nothing lead in the third, uh, with two runs in the second, one in the third. You get one back in the third, and you trade off a bunch of runs or just a bunch of singles. Uh, both teams scored a run each in the third and fourth inning. Kansas State gets up again in the fifth. So heading heading into the bottom of the fifth, it is to 5-2. You put up two more. Texas Tech does put up two more in the bottom of the seventh to get it to 5-4. to Kansas State puts up one in the top of the ninth to get it 6-4. And then you come through with a Three run walk-off home run from our man Jace Young. Uh it wouldn't have been possible had Zach Vuletic not had a home run earlier in the inning. He started off the inning with a home run. Um it might have been first pitch. It was early in the at-bat, whatever it was. Let me see. Yeah, real quick. Um he came in. Homeward to left field. Yeah, it was first pitch. Came in first pitch, hits a home run. Um next batter on a 3-1 count, which is a good hitter's count. Colt Stillwell singles. And then sorry. I said a three-run home run. I, I'm in a two-run home run because you you scored three runs in the ninth with the Vulatech home run. Jay right. Stone comes in, hits a two-run home run. Um on a two, four, six, seven, eight pitch at bat. He's done that several times, taking a a pitcher a long time to get to retire him. Or to get a result on the ninth or sorry, eighth pitch of the at bat, Jace Young blasts the home run over the Coke bottle sign and right center to walk off the, the Wildcats and get the weekend sweep seven to six. Trendon Parrish, because of when he came in during the game, will get the win. Although you started Chase Hampton, uh, he went three innings, Mason Molina went another two this may be the start of what you saw a couple of seasons ago, where you have a guy that will come in and face the, the order once um, you'll have like an opener and then somebody else that will come in as a longer reliever where you got that with Derek. Um, no, sorry, Dylan do and Ryan Shedder You have the do combination. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You may be getting that same kind of look with chase Hampton, Mason Molina, who I would like to coin if it hasn't been already, I'd like to get this out there is the Hamelina combination, where you got Jace Hampton and Mason Molina came in, together pitched five innings, six hits, uh, five runs, so it wasn't the best outing for them, five walks, but five strikeouts. Josh Sanders came in after Molina for another two innings, two hits, no runs, one walk, three strikeouts. Shea Hardis, an inning in the third, two hits and a run, and then Trenton Parrish came in for two thirds. And he got two strikeouts to end the Kansas State, excuse me, threat in the ninth. Connor McCullough. I would like to point out, like mo- like the starters that you saw from Kansas State. Like I said, you'd see them. Blake Adams was a a starter. I thought you would see. Uh, he pitched in relief twice, Friday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came in Sunday night, one and a third from Blake Adams. Um, so. You took care of business. You got your first se- first sweep and conference play of the season against Kansas State. You needed it uh, with the conference standings being what they were, and you didn't. You dropped that Sunday game versus Kansas. Uh, you are technically second in the Big Twelve standings at seven and two, tied with Oklahoma State. Uh, West Virginia is first at five and one. They are a series behind. I, I heard they had a, a series canceled. I would assume that would have been against Kansas because both of them have only played six conference games where everybody else has played nine. Um, but by effect of having fewer conference losses than Texas Tech, which I think is a ridiculous way to start that, like why wouldn't you give more preference to wins instead of fewer, like more wins Instead of fewer yeah. losses?
3: Well, I, I, instead of percentage, I guess. Maybe it's even
2: yeah. that. Okay, so maybe it's a win for West Virginia has an 833 conference win percentage. Texas Tech has 778. But we're 7-2. West Virginia is 5-1. That'll kind of work it's, itself out. But West Virginia, uh, at least going into tonight, was on a four-game winning streak. Texas Tech was on a three-game uh, streak after the, the sweep. Um, you've got six straight on the road. You've got one tonight in Amarillo three this weekend versus TCU. And then two more in the midweek at New Mexico. Wow. I blinked on that for a second. Yes, yes. I did hear interesting enough. Uh, Jamie Lind was talking about like, this is his least favorite stretch of the season because after tonight, their next five games, they will be broadcasting outside because neither TCU <laughs> nor New Mexico have a visitor's radio booth, so they will be out in the stands with the fans. Um, Are you familiar at all with the Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul universe? I've seen Breaking Bad once, and I I, I know that Better Call Saul is a spinoff of that, yes.
3: Well, the season finale is, uh, the season finale premiere. Wait, that's not right. The final season premiere, the first episode of the last season is Monday. And so I'm going to, uh, that means something, right? Because Tech's going to mean Albuquerque the day that Better Call Saul premieres
2: its final episode, or final season. I don't know. It may be nothing. Sure. <laughs> they, they, they are playing Monday and Tuesday of next week, which is interesting because of just the weird, oh no, it's not weird, the adjusted schedule for Easter weekend. They're playing Thursday, Friday, Saturday this week. um, And then they'll play Monday, Tuesday, next week. Which means i will have to travel on Easter Sunday, which is like, what's the point of like taking Easter Sunday off if you're gonna have to travel anyways? Yeah, I don't under I don't quite. Yeah. Um, okay. Guess what? What? We got some. We got some activity going on. Okay, so I Amarillo. I I just opened that that up. Dex um, Deck is batting. They've got two runners on first and second, one out, but it has closed the gap nine to eleven. Uh, with a Kurt Wilson home run this scored two runs you got three scored so far in the seventh um, man got runners on you've got Parker Kelly up to bat so this game
3: has been going for three hours and 40 minutes it's only the seventh <laughs> yes. a
2: slow game this is a very slow game <laughs> Whew. Um okay. following the, the Kansas State uh series, sorry, D1 baseball h- held you strong at fourth, baseball America at fourth, perfect game as you at sixth, NCBWA at fifth, collegiate baseball at eighth, massey ratings at nine, your RPI took a little bit of a hit down to nineteenth, coaches polls still at fourth. So this weekend, oh I was gonna say just a second ago. You remember when we were talking about um when we're talking about the addition of BYU to the conference and we're talking about how, like basketball and baseball, like they'll have to adjust all their schedules and play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, instead of Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yes. F- and I, I don't, I I can't remember exactly what my stance was. I think, I think I was mostly against having to make concessions to a new, like, new team. Like this is not what we do. And then I I was looking at, uh you know, I, I've been, I've been keeping keep an on, eye on some sec baseball lately. They play all of their conference series Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Really? Uh-huh. SEC's always done that? At least they're doing it this year. As as much as, as I've watched this year, they've played that they play their 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 conference series Thursday, Friday, Saturday.
4: And I well, wonder if it's, I mean,
2: if they're trying to preserve like the Big 12 like an extra day of class for the the athletes. Oh, I guess maybe. But I mean I don't know it, it,
3: the, yeah, that I wonder how is, they're going to handle that is it, I wonder if they'll just switch to a Thursday, Friday, Saturday.
2: Cause that, I mean, series I, as much for as the it's
3: whole thing, but that's going to throw everyone's scheduling off.
2: Well, I mean, cause I, I, I think they also play their midweek on Monday, Tuesday, like, uh, well, like what, what tech, tech is doing next week versus New Mexico. I think they play their midweeks. If it's a two game series, it's Monday, Tuesday, instead of well, what we're used to Tuesday or Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, then we play Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So as much as I thought it was weird to have to move up your conference series weekend schedule, whatever you want to call it, Thursday, Friday, Saturdays, like it's already being done elsewhere in the country, it's not that big of a deal. Um, speaking of of SEC baseball, I, I know that that's not that's not who we are. Have you been keeping up with the Tennessee Volunteers? Have they been?
3: Well, I just no, I haven't. <laughs> okay, I know so, they've been really good, but I don't know if if they've gone through a slump lately or what. I have no idea. No, 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 exactly the opposite.
2: Are they just um, throttling people at this point in the season, so that they've actually lost a game, which is the first game they've lost in like thirty games. They are thirty one and two. Good lord! And that <laughs> dates back to a a loss they sustained. Against Texas, actually, uh, March fourth, Friday, March fourth, that was their last loss, and then they uh, they beat. Oh, they, they they had this that that uh, that tournament in Houston versus Big Twelve teams, where they played Texas, Baylor, and Oklahoma, and they beat obviously Baylor, Oklahoma, um, some really enthusiastic uh, non conference opponents in, Iona and UNC Asheville and Tennessee Tech, although. Tennessee tech a few years ago was a team that was uh, mashing just a bunch of home runs. That's right. James Madison, Rhode Island, Eastern Kentucky. And then they got into the conference play, South Carolina. They played Butler. They played Ole Miss and swept them when they were number one on the road in Oxford, which is impressive. I'll say it. Uh, Western Kentucky, sorry, Western Carolina. Wow. Uh, They obviously swept a top five team in Vanderbilt in Nashville, Oh, yeah. Um, swept three games from Missouri. Then they lost to Tennessee Tech uh, tonight, two to three. So it all three comes to back ten. to Tennessee Tech. Yep. Anyway, it so... It was their Super Bowl. It was <laughs> their Super Bowl. It was Tennessee no, Tech Super Bowl. The, the, the thing I want to bring up is, um, like, they lead not only the, the their conference, but, like, most statistical categories in the country on both the offensive and pitching sides. Uh, I, I think a, a lot of people are, are familiar with their, their reliever that's throwing 104 miles an hour, but they've also hit like, just, just ridiculous. Like at, at the plate, they are so, um, ridiculous. They've got one, two, three, four, five guys that average 300 or better. Sorry. Six guys that average 300 or better. A guy that hits 400, um, of those guys, all of them, like the lowest slugging percentage on the team, or at least on the starters, is 520, meaning half of all their hits, at least, are going for extra bases. Um, they've hit 79 total home runs on the season, um, 15 triples, 90 doubles, Um. They've walked 211 times, struck out 270. So they're like, it's just ridiculous. Anyways, excuse me. Just wanted to bring that up in case you were following Tennessee. Let's uh, let's look at Texas Tech, Tech this weekend. Yeah. Going on the road to Fort Worth to face TCU. Usually has been a really competitive and uh, really difficult series to win on the road. TCU, however, is not... The team that we've we've seen in the past, um, currently they are twenty-one and eleven, and seven and five in Big Twelve play. They've played four series. I would say two of them have been difficult. They've played Baylor, Kansas State, West Virginia, and Texas with their more competitive and difficult series coming from West Virginia and Texas. Um, they are currently playing Dallas Baptist, and they are down two runs to the Patriots. There, our boy Nate Romback. Uh, let's see how's he done tonight. Oh for two, not good. <laughs> Anyways, um, they've always been pretty good offensively. I think that they, they've really hung their hat defensively and, and on the mound. They've usually had really difficult pitching to get around as an opponent. Um, that. Is most like I'd still say that their their strength of their team is is pitching and defense. Yours is better. Um, their 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 pitchers, uh, their the team ERA is, is almost identical to yours. You have a four forty one ERA. They have a four forty three. However, their pitchers give up their opponent batting average is two fifty two, whereas your guys give up a two thirty batting average. They've walked nine more guys than you have. You've given up a lot of home runs. You're actually second in the conference in number of home runs surrendered at 33 TCUs given up 28 Um, teams have scored 164 runs against you. Texas tech 153 versus TCU. Um, They, they, they're not striking guys out as, as, as good as you are, as fast as you are. You have 364 strikeouts in the season with 103 of those being by the backwards K version. They have 278. So you lead them by 80 strikeouts, um, your fielding percentage is identical at nine seventy seven, but the biggest differences is going to come when you guys have, you know, the bats in your hands. T- Texas Tech is batting three oh six as a team, whereas TCU is batting two sixty eight. Slugging percentage, you're at five nineteen. These are numbers before tonight, but five nineteen uh, and slugging for TCU is four oh six. That's a huge gap there. They're not hitting as many doubles, triples, and home runs as you are. Um, on base percentage, you're up about 35 points above, over them. You've got 420 to their 320, 386. You've hit more than twice as many home runs as TCU has, and that goes back to the the slugging percentage I mentioned just a second ago, 53 to 24. You've scored 120 more runs than they have so far this season, 341 to 225. You've struck out fairly... Um, fairly similarly 291 to 250, but they do steal a lot more bases than you have. They've they've attempted 54 stolen bases uh, and been successful 48 times and you've only attempted 25, but have been successful 24 times. You got an update from Amarillo?
3: Yeah, speaking of struck out, um, Vulatech struck out swinging on an O pitch to end the seventh, but the bases were loaded.
2: Oh, that's rough. Yeah. Yeah,
3: so we're heading into the eighth still down 11
2: to nine um so yeah I, I want to give everybody like a, a guy to look for uh their best batter in terms of like we talked about how how uh they're not the same offensively as you are um their guy's a senior infielder I believe he plays shortstop for them Tommy Sacco Sacco uh, his slash line which is average on base and slugging uh he hits 419 on base for 491 and slugging of 791 that slugging percentage is ridiculous um he's sixth in the big 12 in batting average but to highlight the point they just don't have the same offensive power that you do their next highest batter in terms of average in the big 12 is 37th whereas texas tech has five in the top 30 they've got one in the top 30 um And those are all the numbers I gave you and their rankings were all for conference play. They do have three other guys that are averaging 300 or better on the season, but they've really tanked uh, here as as conference play started. Um, Because, like I said, the highest one, Braden Taylor, is 37th in the conference on the season, though. He's averaging 319, 484, 584. So not that far off um, from Sacco. Elijah Nunez, 306, 451, 413. And then David Bishop, 303, 379, 484. Pitchers, um, I, I'm not gonna try to give you uh <laughs> here's gonna be your Friday starter. They've they've been a little bit more um they they've been a little bit more fluid on who pitches when throughout the weekend. I think whatever they decide to do, if they keep their Friday night guy on Friday night or if they move him up to Thursday. Their number one guy is going to be Riley Cornelio, um, who's 3-2 and two on the season. 309 ERA, but that's for the season. And conference play is down to 173. Mm. It's a .99 whip, so just about one guy on base per inning. 27 hits, 18 runs, 49 strikeouts to twenty or 19 walks. Only given up four home runs. The opponent batting average, though, Michaels 166. What do you so. think?
3: Do you think they'll try him out first or would that be like a, you know, Saturday or what What do you think?
2: Yeah, I don't know. Um, cause he's, he's been there the past few weekends. He's been there their Friday night guy. He was, he was pitching Saturday earlier in the season and he's been moved up to Friday. Um, I, I, I don't even, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even know what, what Tadlock is doing this weekend. If he's going to move everybody up or keep, um, Morris on Friday and Birds on Saturday and then move up um you know Hampton and Molina to to Thursday mm. because they they only threw 3 innings for Hampton and 2 innings for for Molina. Um their next guy Brett Walker also 3 and 2 on the season 4.91 ERA um uh, I I I think this is what started their whole Messing with the pit pitching rotation because his big 12 ERA is all the way up to 6.87, Yikes. Uh almost one and a half runners uh, on base per inning 54 hits. It's exactly twice what the, the their ace Cornelio gives up only 24 runs, only six more runs. So, you know, they're not letting guys score even though they get on uh, when Walker's on, on the base or on the, on the mound there. 31 strikeouts to 10 walks, three home runs that opponent batting average though, Michael 302. It's not what you want to see from a starting pitcher feast. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Please. Cam Brown has been another pitcher that I've seen them throughout there to start. Uh, He hasn't thrown a ton of innings this year so far. Only uh, where's that number? 24 and a third innings. Uh, he's two and two on the season. Five fifty-five ERA, one point six zero WHIP. Um, giving up twenty-five hits, sixteen runs, um, fourteen walks, twenty-six strikeouts. So he just has he did like he's only like I said, been in for twenty-four innings. Um, their their, their main two guys in terms of innings were Walker and Cornelio. You got a couple of guys in the in the low twenties and Cam Brown. Uh, who you could see are Caleb Bolden, uh right, Marcelo Perez, Luke Savage. Uh Savage, I think, may be more of a reliever. Um, but that dude, that, that dude is good. 21 innings, 171 ERA, uh, 1.0 whip. He's the best pitcher out there besides uh Cornelio, who's a starter. I don't know if it's like I said, the Savage is a starter, but um anyways, those are the guys you could see on the mound. The, the thing is you're you're obviously playing on the road um you've got to take advantage of of your offensive um your advantages when 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 you're up to bat um because they're the they're pretty good defensively i you're better um and then obviously they're not as good as you are when when they're batting um so you you may be able to to really control uh, the TCU offense, um, and, and limit the runs there. But you just, you know, you got to take advantage of, of, of times when your guys are on because you, you know, you're one of the best offensive teams in the conference. Um, but you'll be on the road and it's pretty good defensive team. Uh, and got to tr- try to keep guys off base because the way that they, that, that they steal bases, uh, which we'll see a whole lot more from West Virginia, the, we talk about TCU stealing a lot of bases they're 48 or 54. I think West Virginia is up to like 130 stolen bases attempts. Oh man, which is yeah. just ridiculous. So, you got to keep them off off bases off the bag. Um but yeah, so looking to get another series win uh would be a real big to help out with the the standings obviously. You got to try to put some space between you and Oklahoma State, at least until you play them, make some ground up against West Virginia. Um and then obviously, set yourself up. You know, continue to do well versus you know the good RPI teams um, to get you set for 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 some postseason play.
3: Do you have a prediction on the? Do you think do you think Tech will go two one this weekend? Do you think they'll actually lose the series? Do you think they'll sweep? What do you got?
2: I think a sweep is unlikely. Uh, because yeah, I kind of th- do too, this team is better than, than the two teams you've just played in Kansas state and, and, and Kansas, obviously. Uh, and then you're on the road. It's not, it's not out of the question that you could sweep. Um, especially if you can get to their, their, their pitching because you're you know, obviously you got really good bats. I would be disappointed if you lost the series. Cause I, I do think you're a better team. Like I said, um, as as much as as their defense and pitching is is their strongest part of the team, like I said, yours is better than theirs. And then obviously your offense is way better than theirs. Um, But baseball is weird. Playing on the road is weird. So I would hope for, like I said, at least two and one this weekend.
3: Yeah. And and speaking of baseball being weird, uh, we're in the top of the eighth in Amarillo, got a single home run hit after a, a grounded out. So uh, one out. And then right after the home run, Robertson got on base with a single. So there's a man on first Tech still down 12 to nine top of the eighth. And we're closing in on four hours of baseball. Um, with that, let's talk about color cast, color cast. Is a live audio only sports talk platform. It's free to download and to use. You can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. All you need to do is download the Colorcast app free in the iOS App Store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join us. You can follow us at 23Personnel, and you'll be notified when we go live. We are live right now. It's 9 p.m. Central on Tuesday. And so that's usually when we record and that is when we are airing it right now. So the the hundreds of listeners right now know that ColorCast is the place to be. And so once you get all that set up, follow us at 23 Personnel, show up with those spicy takes.
2: Right, everybody, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold, flu, and Mars weather season. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day, that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. But to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com/slash sportsdrink to take ownership over your health and to pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance.
0: Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana.
2: It doesn't get any better than this.
0: Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes.
2: There really is no place like home.
0: And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place.
3: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: Man, that sunset is gorgeous.
0: Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time.
2: All right, Michael, you ready to get to what we learn? Wrap this I thing up? I am.
3: I am ready. Let's do it.
2: What do we learn, Palmer? I don't know, sir. I don't know either. Because I know everybody's waiting for that Southern Double Cheeseburger review from Whataburger. Mm-hmm. Southern Bacon Double. That's what it's called. Okay, so my first impression, Michael, and this is what I, I messaged you, when we were talking about last week, I was like, I wonder what that Southern sauce is. Cause instead of lettuce, they served it with coleslaw. Uh, and then they had onions on it. First up for me, I substitute the onions for, for grilled onions. I, I can't stand fresh onions. It's too, it's too powerful. It's too nasty. <laughs> um, although Whataburger's is a, is a fairly, um, their grilled onions could go quite a bit longer on the grill. If you ask me, I I, I I think they just warm them up a little bit. Um anyways, so first impression, Michael. I I'll just go ahead and get out. The Southern sauce, whatever, reminded me a lot of the Big Mac sauce from McDonald's. This felt very get, much like a Big Mac to me.
3: Yeah, I, I could not get a good hit on that sauce. The the thing that surprised me the most out of out of it was how sweet the bacon tasted. I don't remember the bacon being that sweet. It's almost like it was maple bacon. Or, or something like that. And I did, I, I didn't go, I don't think I, I lost anything, but I got the Whataburger junior version because so that was just, it was just a lot of burger and we were at a church picnic and we were doing Easter egg hunts and everything. I
2: was like, I don't yeah, we'll get <laughs> weighed down by a full size double cheeseburger. Yeah, Let
3: me go. Let me go for the junior. That's going to be my compromise, but I really liked it. I mean, and I I ordered it just, that was the only thing I changed. I ordered it. I didn't make any subs or anything, but yeah, the, the Southern sauce, I kind of wanted to get it again with chicken because I felt like the whole time, you know, once with coleslaw and, you know, a sauce and stuff, the whole time I was like, this just sounds like a chicken sandwich to me and they have that option. So I'm very interested to see and what you thought of it as a chicken sandwich
2: well so one um because i was interested to taste the sauce on the the, the burger and i guess the, the one went back for the chicken i actually got extra sauce um, oh that was smart because like i said i, I want to be able to, to, to taste it a little bit better um which is maybe why i was able to to, to tell so much or just to, to taste it so much and be like okay that's what that is um same like the, the burger was 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 fine uh i'm sure i would i would Probably just completely removed the onions. That's just not my thing. Um, I'm not opposed to ordering it again. I, I, I'd do it again. It's fine. Um had an unexpected return trip on Monday for lunch. And I was like, I'm interested in doing it again. But I saw they offered it in chicken sandwich. I was like, huh. And they offered it in spicy chicken sandwich. Like, So I got the spicy chicken sandwich, or the, sorry, the spicy chicken breast but everything Mm -hmm. else was the same it it came well except i don't think it came with onions as like a uh an automatic condiment or topping option on the chicken sandwich i thought was interesting but yeah you still get the bacon you get the coleslaw the sauce um i think i liked it better as the chicken sandwich to to what, what you were kind of pointing out um I'm not really a big fan of, of their of their or chicken patties, their their breast, their, their breading and seasoning, even if it's spicy. I haven't been the biggest fan of the, the Whataburger chicken sandwiches, but I thought that combination played really well together. So yeah, uh, next time you go, I I, I suggest you try on, on the chicken. That that may be the the better play there.
3: Okay, I I think I will probably have to get it again because I'm with you. I liked it fine, but I should have gotten some of the southern style sauce on the side. Because it was just all blending so well together on the burger. It was hard for me to figure out what tasted like what. And I swear that bacon was super sweet. So that was what I was tasting. Uh, A couple other things I learned. One, like I've said many times, I love Mexican food. I could eat it once a day, every day. And I don't think I'd ever get tired of it. We went to the Plaza on Saturday night, which was fantastic. And brought home some lures. And then I met a friend for lunch on Monday at Taqueria Atlan, which is great. Had some Al Pastor tacos. Highly recommend that place if y'all haven't been here in Lubbock on 50th Street. And then, so today I ate those leftovers from Saturday for lunch. And in order to just kind of, you know, it's leftovers, you kind of feel like I should well, for lack of a better term, spice things up, <laughs> I, I took the, I took the plaza leftovers. I reheated them in, in the good old microwave at the, at the office. And then I proceeded to pull out the bottle of Allsup's taco sauce I had in my nice. drawer. And, you know, it paired, paired very well. I mean, it was just, cause I think the plaza is based out of Amarillo I think they started there and then of course you know we all know the origins of alls in the land of enchantment so just kind of this this southwest fusion I created at my uh in my office I felt pretty proud of today it was delicious
2: Yeah I I have I've stayed away from the plaza recently and and, and it, it just hasn't been like in our rotation Whenever we go, we've always left feeling well, like seldom get
3: out there. And
2: yeah. Like whenever we leave there, we're just like, "Meh." it was fine. We didn't, we didn't feel like, like what? we spend, we, we feel like we spend more than, than what we felt like we should have enjoyed. You know what I mean? Like there should be some enjoyment attached to the, the price for us at least. And we were just like, it was fine. It, it felt like we spent more money on just okay food for us. So we, we don't go very often. Um, it's an interesting play, though, to put the taco sauce, all taco sauce on it. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. It worked
3: out great. Well, here's, okay, I'll make a suggestion. Next time you go, I, I got, I tried something a little bit different because it's hard for me just not to get cheese enchiladas every single time I go to Tex Mex place. Or even if they don't serve Tex Mex, they almost always have cheese enchiladas anyway, just for gringos it's a, like me.
2: It's tortilla <laughs> and cheese. Oh, it's great.
3: Yeah. I love them so much. And, and so I mixed it up. I got a, uh, a stuffed riano, and then I built my own enchilada which had brisket and then I topped it with jalapeno cream that's what they call jalapeno cream sauce okay and, and, one and the waiters the waiter said well, would, would you like that on the yeah. uh the relleno as well and I was like yeah yeah, I would. <laughs> well, yeah we're doing that <laughs> yes yes I would so <laughs> it was it was covered in this jalapeno cream sauce which really Took things up a notch, but my wife always gets. She gets the same thing almost every single time. She, she gets chalatas, and she ate like hardly half of it. So I got to have a very healthy portion of that for lunch with some olives. Just, I mean, you know that's that's how I am. I'm so I'm just you, you know my mind is come up with these crazy ideas like like putting taco sauce on Tex Mex. It's just the craziest idea in the world. It's mind blowing it is man it's it's starting we're starting a movement
2: hey speaking of what
3: what do you got go for it
2: i was gonna say speaking of starting a movement do you know i mean of course you did michael but you guys know that today's episode of 23 personal Podcast is brought to you by sports drink your digital water cooler sports drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports they're here to help us grow hate on your favorite team or rising tight all boats. So go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink. Spell like sportsdrink, but without the vowels. All we ask is you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. All right, last thing before we wrap this up, Michael. Little League update. Yes. We got hammered on Saturday. And -hmm. not like like we were pre-gaming in the parking lot, man. We played a not good Nationals team, my little Braves, and uh, we we lost ten to one. Oh, on a oh, team Spitzer. on a team that may have hit two balls out of the infield. This is worse than the well, I, I wouldn't say it's worse. We lost a game last year. We had a much better team last year. And we played a much worse team. It's actually one of the same coaches from both of these losses from the Nationals. They were on the team that we lost to last year. They beat us like seven to three and nothing they hit left the infield. Like we were that bad defensively um, this weekend, 10 to one. They picked up very quickly that our team struggles playing catch, you know, making the, mm. the, the fundamental mm-hmm. throwing and catching. Uh, so they were just running. They knew they like, even if their throw was to first base, their runners rounded first base. We're going to second. Um, it's a bold move. It, it, it worked out because you it know, o- oftentimes, uh, you know, our our first baseman either didn't 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 catch it or he had to come off the bag to catch it. Um, Did they have a scout at your practices or something? You know, I wouldn't doubt it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not that we're taking anything that seriously, but but yeah, but once that happens, then when you get that that dreaded throw to second base, because anything coming from the infield to second base and bound to end up in the outfield, whether it's coming from third or the pitcher or from first, it's not good angles, man. Cause that ball has a lot further to roll. If you're throwing it towards second base than if it's coming in from second. Um, anyways, so they, they took advantage of that and, and we're, we're one and four in the season. So we're not, we're not doing well. We're not doing well. We lost four games all of last season. We're already there five games in. Ooh, ooh. So I, w- I, I, I came to the coach, on practice yesterday. We moved practice. I was like, Hey, so we're not doing too hot. Sure. And you, you know, you guys, we're, we're taking it pretty chill here. Like we're not, we're not a super competitive team. Like the, 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 the coaches aren't like screaming or losing their minds. And I'm, I'm, I'm backing way off of that. Um, so it's like, Hey, like we've tried putting kids in best positions, whatever. And it's not really helping. Like, it's just, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying we quit, but like, what's it going to hurt to let kids play where they want to play? Uh, yeah, at this point, right? So, uh, I I doubt we're going to do that. But it's like the only thing that's really going to hurt is our, our our run differential. Um, the other thing from Saturday, Michael, you'll you'll love to hear this because I, I I can't let it go. I, I've tried so hard to let it go. Um, the assistant coach from our team last year that quit in the tournament, not mm-hmm. coaching this year. Um, and we found out, you know, we have 15 teams in our league and we only have 12 games and so we're going to miss playing them. They are and five on the season and they get hammered because in the standings page on the website, you can see like their run scored runs allowed. Oh, it would be so satisfying if we played them, but we don't, um, they, they played after us on Saturday morning and the same dugout. So like we had to pass each other, mm. And like to show good faith and be like, Hey man, like no, no hard feelings, like whatever. I tapped him on the shoulder as we were passing. I was like, Hey man, what's going up? Makes eye contact with me and pushes past me. I was like, okay. (laughs) He didn't say anything. (laughs) Didn't say a word. I was like, what a freaking douchebag!" I was like, all right, dude, like as much as I tried to give you the benefit of the doubt, like, all right, you just confirmed. You they just confirm that you're just a giant a-hole. That- I can't imagine
3: doing that ever. Yeah. Anyways. I would at least just say like, what's up and keep walking.
2: Or just like, yeah, yeah like, hey K. man, what's up? And I, at first I was like, like, maybe he just didn't notice it was me, but like, he made eye contact. So. Oh yeah, he knew it was you. Anyways, that'll do it for us on the 23 Personnel Podcast. Getting ready for the TCU Baseball Series. For Michael, I'm Spencer. We'll catch you guys next time.